Hello, Toddler Purgatory listeners. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm one of your hosts, Molly. Hey, hey, I'm Blair. Thank you for being here today. And today we are, you know, we just need a little break. Yeah, break. From the serious action. So we are getting unserious. Nope. Not a word. We're doing that thing that this is an oldie locks alert, as Margaret and Amy say. Wayne's World, you remember when they would do like the. Yes. Totally. That is a fantasy land. Fantasy land. Oh, yeah. What did Garth used to do? He used to fantasize about being with Tia Carrera. Thank you. Yes. No, wait, not Tia Carrera. Didn't Tia Carrera. Wasn't she Wayne's girlfriend? I thought Garth fantasized about, like, not Cindy Crawford, but Elle McPherson, something like that. I'm thinking Chrissy Brinkley, but then that's Clark Griswold. Oh, that's Clark Griswold from Vacation. Either way. Fantasy world. Uh, Fantasy world, either way, I am an old woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Blair posted on the What Fresh Hell podcast Facebook page, which is awesome. If you're not a member of the group, please join it. It's an incredible community for just discussions, for support, for everything. We love it. And we asked, Blair asked, okay, WFH fam, so for an upcoming episode, Toddler Purgatory Molly and I are your TP fairy godmothers, which makes me laugh because it's like toilet paper, toilet paper fairy godmothers. <laughs> That's it. Toddler Purgatory <laughs> fairy godmothers and granting you a fantasy week all alone. Just you, yourself, you doing whatever, wherever. Comment below as to what you would do in your ultimate fantasy week alone. Nothing's off limits. Just keep it clean-ish. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Nobody told that line, Blair. Nobody told that line. Nobody went to capital F fantasy. <laughs> Nobody did that. (laughs) And one thing we want to clarify, too, is that, you know, this is in no way a reflection of that you're not made incredibly happy by your family. No. This is part of living your best life. This is not saying, oh, I need to escape because I don't want to, you know, the family life is not for me. It's not like that. It's not like that. I mean, but sometimes the family life is not for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I, I guess I mean it in like the more serious, permanent way. This is just a week away of fun. Yes. And just giving yourself that thing in your brain of like, oh, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, a little breaky poo. And as one person said, maybe this has inspired me. And that's kind of what it's about. Totally. Is about like, can we all run away for a, an entire week and like go to an incredibly expensive spa and get rubbed down every day okay Duh. some people can some people can and i commend you i'm not one of them yes but this might give you some ideas it might give you some inspiration it might remind you that to take some time for yourself is good and also again it's not weird yeah because according to article i found in time magazine called moms your fantasy about running away is totally normal And it's excerpts from a book called Me, a novel by Gail Foreman, right? Me, just a book about me. She says that we love our families. Duh. She didn't say Mm. duh. I say duh. Um, (laughs) The impulse to flee is less about wanting to abandon all responsibility than about going someplace just for a few hours even. Where nobody else's needs come first. It's all about yearning for room of your own. Yes, and one thing this Time article also mentioned is 
in relationships where there's a mother and a father, the as much as the fathers are doing more now in modern life, it's still never going to be 50-50. In that article that Blair found, it said, is it any wonder that in a 2011 Forbes study, 92% of working mothers said that they feel overwhelmed with home and workplace duties, and 62% of them reported feeling like a married single mom. In a more recent Pew study, 59% of working mothers said they don't have enough leisure time. Ooh, that married single mom thing hit hard. Just now it did, yeah. That like... Oof. You know, and it's also that thing too, Molly, where, you know, they always say you never know until you go through it, but it's really true. And it's the whole time thing that you just don't realize until it is not yours anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. And when you're, you know, married, no kids, single, no kids, just living with no kids nowhere, it's like... You don't even think about it because your time is yours. And then all of a sudden they show up and it's like, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) What happened to my time? Where my time at? And the funny thing too is, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that when you're pregnant, you still have your time. Oh, right. Things happen. You get tired. You got to like, you know, keep yourself, you know, in places, whatever. And when they're little tiny, tiny babies, they're still kind of your time. Yeah. You still have your time a little bit, you know, because you could take them everywhere, you know? Yeah. It's when that independence thing starts to happen uh, six months later. And it's just like, bye-bye time. <laughs> bye-bye time. Yeah. The door's right there. No, go just to the time. No, no, no. Just go ahead. Go ahead. I got a diaper to change. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <sighs> well, that was, you know, one of the major themes. The responses to this post that Blair put up were pretty awesome. And as me and Blair said <laughs> before we started recording today, I said, I would do all these things. All of them. The ideas were all of them. Amazing. And there are, like you said, your time just goes right out the window. So what would we do if we had that time? One of the funny things that came up that I actually hadn't thought about when we first thought about the idea for this episode, I absolutely went straight to like leaving the house, like going on a vacation, going to somewhere. And a big theme of this was doing the things that we cannot get to. And I'm not just talking about reading a book, which a lot of people said they'd like to be able to sit and read a book. But also people were like, I'd love to get to the projects that I cannot finish. I'd love to deep clean the house. Yeah. And then part of me like laughed because I was like, oh my gosh, isn't that funny? If we had a week off, we would clean. But it's true. It's true. I mean, like for some of you, yes. And I, everyone I read, I was like, oh, maybe I should do that. My fantasy week up. Meanwhile, I was in Saint-Tropez. Oh, and you're a fantasy week? I like it. Well, the funny thing is a lot of people were really specific, like days one through two. Yeah. Deep clean the house, organize my kitchen cabinets, which I've been wanting to do for three and a half years since I had my child, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. And one of our listeners, Pamela, says, everyone leaves. The cast of Queer Eye just comes to fix and improve everything. And I'm left with two to three days alone after filming. (laughs) I love that it wasn't as if like the cast of Queer Eye came in, just did it and then left and she had the rest of the week. She's like, no, we filmed an episode. No, a whole episode. And then I had a couple days to just like chill and enjoy it. And enjoy it. Before my children came home and ruined it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a great show. You know, I used to get my hair done at um, a place in the West Village when I lived in the city. And it was called The Beach. And my stylist and colorist there 
was named Mark. I wish I remembered his last name because he was so incredibly good. And he told me that he was one of the people, like he had auditioned to be the hairstylist in the first one. And I was like, oh, you would have been so good at it. But yeah. And the new one too. I love all the cast members. They're so amazing. So I'm with Pamela. I'm with Pamela too. Or jo- who are those other people that have the stuff in Target? Joanna Gaines. Oh, uh, yeah. What's it called? Hearth and Home. Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah. Just come in and just redo my home. Just do it all. Put up that shiplap. Put up that shiplap, girl. Put in that farm door closet. Yes. Yes, thank you. I'm going to put my feet up with some salt and vinegar chips. I absolutely wouldn't need to be there. Like, I I love that Pamela (laughs) wants to be there and then enjoy it after filming. I am 100% the kind of person from, like, Extreme Home Makeover where I don't need to be there. Like, send me to Disney for a week. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't send me to Disney. We're good. Don't send me to Disney. Send me to a spa. (laughs) Send me to a ski chalet where I can ski a little bit and chalet a lot. And Cabo. Send me to Cabo. And then I'll come back and my house is done. I don't need to be part of it. I don't care. I have no (laughs) attachment. Just make it gorgeous. I'm so good. I'm good. And then the other, so a lot of people would go and do cleaning and deep cleaning and that stuff or have the cast of a major television show come in and do it for them, which I get. And then a lot of people said, classic, the stuff that they, you know, we talked about this in our episode about staying friends with our child-free friends, Mm. was that they remind you of like who you were and what you did before you had kids. Yeah. And a lot of people said that. They said, now I have time to... Cassandra, a listener named Cassandra, said she would work on her aerial skills. Get it, Cassandra? Yes, Cassandra. She's working out on her fantasy. Yes. Girl, you better live your life. Ah, get up in those silks or whatever they call it. (laughs) And then Rachel, another listener, would have undisturbed crochet time. So it's really whatever kind of we don't, the things we know we love that we don't have time to do anymore. I have so many things. So when my first was born, I had these like embroidery kits. Okay. Because I wanted to embroider stuff. Just embroider. Have I ever done it before? Nope. Nope. Did I watch YouTube videos? Yup. Did I think that I was going to have copious amounts of time while this child slept? Yup. What was I doing while he was sleeping? Sleeping. I wasn't embroidering. And they are literally... You were like, this is who I am now. I'm the woman who embroiders while my angelic child sleeps. Not. I was like... <sighs> Conked out. Oh, yeah. But I found them the other day and I was like, girl, when are you ever going to get back to doing this? And I was like, girl, never. <laughs> Eight, 18. 18. 18. When your kids are 18, 18. and moved out. 18. They, no kids move out at 18. I don't know why I'm saying it. That's another fantasy. Uh, right. That's a fantasy for them. Remember that when kids. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are going to live with me. Into, my kids. I have one. I don't know. I did the exact same thing, Blair, except for my embroidery was mending. I was going to be a mender. One who mends. What's mending? Like mending it like a pair of socks? Yeah, or like if your jeans, it's like decorative mending. There's a beautiful Japanese mending tradition called sashiko. Oh, is that like when a plate breaks? No, that's another thing. That's supposed to be, you know, they do it with like gold and stuff and they make it even more beautiful. I don't remember what that's called, but that's amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, sashiko is like this style of mending where you, if you have a tear or something or a hole in your sweater, it's similar to what you're talking about, that theme. The correction or the fix is even more beautiful than beautiful. like okay. what it was. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be like I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to be like these wonderful masters of sashiko or whatever, but there is just decorative mending you can do to make it fun. And I even like bought different kind of patches. You can do like really fun patches on your kids' knees if they wear through the. Oh, look at you. Oh, Blair. 
I can count not even on one hand how many Stand up. I did. Oh, I can count it on one fist as if I have no fingers because I didn't do it at all. <laughs> but I got the thread. There's a local craft place. I went and got the strong thread to do it. it you know, I, my mom gave me a pair of my dad's old favorite jeans that were just too holy. And he was like, oh, but couldn't throw them out. You know, those. Oh, yeah. The jeans you're sentimental and emotional about. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh. Oh, I'm going to be such the daughter who mends these and gives them back to him. And he cries and it's going to be so beautiful. (laughs) And those holy jeans are still in the bag. Uh, The holy. What can I tell you? Holy. It's the intention that counts. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. But we all have those projects. So some of the listeners said, I'm going to get back to those projects. A lot of times... There was no like one and done. There was no like one person said, get back to crocheting. And another person said, I'm going to the beach. Almost universally, everyone said, I'm going to crochet on the beach. Or I'm going to like do that thing I used to do. Right, 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 right. Yeah. A lot of it was reading books. Which is amazing to me. Because I, unfortunately, am not much of a reader. I'm an audio book listener. I will listen the heck out of a book. That counts. That counts. Does it? Um, it's different, but it's the same. You're still <laughs> absorbing stories and transporting your mind to a, a different place. Yeah, I just... But there, there is something about the act of reading words off a page that's a little... Love it. It's just nowadays, thanks to my children, anytime I put a book in my hand, I fall asleep. <laughs> it's like instant, like Xanax. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll take it. I'll take a bottle I mean. of those books. I went to Los Angeles recently for a few days and I bought a book at the airport. Oh, you fancy. And it was called, oh, oh God, no, I'm not fancy, but I was like, it was called That Summer by Jennifer Weiner or Jennifer Weiner. She's written a bunch of books. It was delightful. I read it on, it was a wicked quick, like a beach read kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I read it on the plane on the way there. Then the next morning I had some time before my call to shoot and I read it in bed. While I sip my coffee from my Again? coffee maker. I just kept reading it. Blair, I finished it on the way home. Good for you. How did that feel? It felt indulgent in a good way. Mm. Not like I, mm. I didn't have guilt about it. Because there was nowhere I had to be to take care of other human beings. No one's needs were being called to except for your own. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of universal. Again, from these responses was like, I'm going to read my book on the beach until I'm done reading my book on the beach. Not because I have a hard out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And it was being able to take away those time limitations that was part of people's fantasies that we read. That's like through and through. Shelby, well, <laughs> so sweet, which is, and I'm right here with you, Shelby. She said, renting a house on a desolate beach, drinking as much as we want. She's taking her husband though, Shelby. Shelby's sweet. There's like one or two listeners who are bringing their husbands with them or kids or their whole families. Oh, trust me. I wrote them down because they stood out to me. Everyone else was like, kids, husband, who? <laughs> kids, husband, what? This is my fantasy week. Y'all ain't here. It's true. I noted that one of the major themes was solitude, except for our listeners, Mickey and Shelby invited their husbands. <laughs> Good for them. Sweet. But I didn't mean to interrupt. Go on with what Shelby said. No, no, no. She was just saying that, you know, drinking as much as you want. There's no time out. There's no cutoff. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it, you know, because it's like, or you have to think about how much you're drinking because <laughs> of the hangover that you may have the next morning. That right? That is so true. She also says she wants a private chef to make your meals and a massage therapist. And I am, I am, I'm down. And I'm, I'm completely down. A lot of people put down, including Shelby, that kind of thing where like you could stay up and have drinks 
and no hangover. Or like somebody else said, because it's fantasy, right? Yeah. So food, I could eat any food I wanted to and didn't have to worry about indigestion and didn't have to worry about calories, any of that stuff. Calories, yeah. It's taking away, a fantasy week is taking away those kinds of limitations that you know, we don't even think about like, because it's just part of our life. We're like, I know I can't eat fish and chips for three meals a day like I want to, because that's not good for you. So it's not even a possibility in my life. But once we take away those limitations about where we would go in our fantasy, oh, we'd have fish and chips. It's so funny too. how like a lot of these fantasy things that everyone has listed are all things that we did in our 20s and early 30s that we thought oh, yeah. nothing. Of. We're just like, whatever. Yeah, oh. drink on a Wednesday and get up and go to work at 9 a.m. on a Thursday, no problem. Yeah, no problem. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Eat fish and chips three days a week. Yeah, duh. Yeah, obviously. There's a problem with that? We'll be right back talking more about our fantasy week. After this, stick around. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Welcome back to Tyler Purgatory, where we are in... Fantasy land. Yeah. And we are talking about all the things that would fulfill us if we had a week off of just us, ourselves, and us. Some of us are taking along with the fam, but just by ourselves, what we would do, the things we would do and eat and drink and all the sleeping we would get done. What would you do? Do we talk about what you would absolutely do? You said you were in Saint Tropez. <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. I went to like Fantasyville, where it's like nothing is real and I could do whatever I want. So like I went to Saint Tropez. I did like for our honeymoon, my real honeymoon in real lifeville, we did a tour of wine country in a car in Italy and in France. So I kind of did that, but I brought Anthony Bourdain back to life and I had dinner with him. Oh, for your fantasy week, right? Got it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we had like a really delightful evening. Just one evening, he and I. Okay. You know, <laughs> you know, it's my fantasy, girl. <laughs> I did massages, all of that. And I was on the beach. And I usually don't like the beach because I don't like my body and beach wear. It's all right. I'm working through it. But I had Tyra Banks circa 1998's body. So 
I was, you know, living, living my best life, living my best life. And I just slept. I slept in like the most like great cushiony, a billion thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, duvets, lots of goose down pillows. And I slept. I slept for the majority of the time. And I didn't wake <laughs> up groggy ever. Never, never. Because all those things during fantasy week are taken away. There are no hangovers in fantasy week. All of them. There are no hangovers, no, no groggies, no nothing. No allergies because of, you know, the different air on the island you went mm-hmm. to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because of the humi- there's no humidity. No, nothing. It, it was just all. Oh, and I got everywhere on a private plane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. For my fantasy week, I actually split it. Mm. Because... Unlike our listeners like Elizabeth, who are kind and brought her husband and kids, but she said she also included a perfect nanny for her fantasy week, which I was like, yes, Elizabeth. Yes, Elizabeth. I kept my husband and kid at home. They'll be fine. And I'm spending half the week by myself doing spa stuff, but also physical stuff. One thing that has been hard for me just being in my late 40s is like my hips have torn cartilage, but on fantasy week, you don't have torn cartilage. You don't have that. Mm -hmm. No. And I used to love running. I would jog in the park every morning and do just like little four-miler races and stuff, which are really hard for me now because of my torn cartilage. Mm. But during fantasy week, it's all good. So for me, for fantasy week, I'm staying in something like a treehouse. You know those glam treehouses like in Costa Rica or whatnot? Like glamping. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like glamping in a treehouse. You you know, really, there's no mosquitoes, but there is a mosquito net over my bed. Because of just like the romance of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) with myself, there's no romance happening. So I sleep well. I get up. I go for a run. I come back. Somebody has left, you know, amazing breakfast for me out on my mini terrace where I can hear the monkeys, you know, yelling back and forth, et cetera. And I eat this wonderful fruit and pastry and mm. eggs and black beans, like, you know, what that kind of thing. Mm. And then I leave and I can go, someone's going to take me on a sail. But I'm also like, I'm part of the sailing crew, but I don't have any responsibilities because it's fantasy <laughs> week. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then I just relax. And then you're just like, y'all are doing a great job. They're like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, nobody's bitter or resentful that I'm not helping. <laughs> and then I get to come back and take like the best outdoor shower ever. Mm. Outdoor showers are my jam. Are they? Oh, Blair. I'm learning something new about you. Every year I go on, for 22 years, we, I think we missed one year, the first year of the pandemic we missed, but mm. we do some kind of a girl's trip, which I think I've told you about. And it used to be girls week back when nobody had kids or husbands or responsibilities or anything else to do with our vacation time. We did a week mm-hmm. back in our 20s. And now we do a weekend or we do like a Sunday to Tuesday because the rates are cheaper. But we figure out a few nights for my girlfriends and I, whoever can make it that year. And people have to skip years. It's all good. Yeah. And then they can always come back the next year, whatever. And also people moved away and, you know, that kind of thing. But it's always this sort of morphing, changing group of women. And we go away for, you know, two or three nights and Usually to Block Island off the coast of Rhode Island. We also went to Martha's Vineyard the first couple years. We went and stayed at my parents' house in Florida one winter mm-hmm. instead. Oh. But I also think we went to Block Island that year. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to miss it. I might miss it, but I'm not going to miss planning it. Like, I would rather set it up for the other seven people and not go than not have it happen. Like, it's really important to me. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, the house that we rented for a long time on Block Island had an outdoor shower and it was a life changer. It was a life <laughs> Changer. When David and I, my husband and I stayed in Costa Rica, no, not in Costa Rica, we went to, his father was living in Indonesia and had 
extra miles and was able to fly us out there. So we went to Bali. Ooh. Yeah. We hung out with his dad and then we went to Bali and it was really great. And one of our hotel rooms in Bali not only had an outdoor shower, it had an outdoor toilet. That was weird, but I also liked it. Hey, oh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. It was more like a roofless bathroom, I should call it. Okay. So you had privacy, but it was... It's also ruthless. An adjustment. <laughs> ruthless and ruthless. <laughs> but it was great. You didn't have to worry about fans in that bathroom, though. No, you didn't. Or Febreze or poopery or none of that. Open air, baby. Take that, birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year that all the birds died in Bali. <laughs> But anyway, so that, yeah, that outdoor shower on Black Island changed my life. So yes, I, the first half of the week I would be by myself, somewhere tropical-ish, but no humidity, obviously. Great food. I get to go for a jog, but I'm, it doesn't break my hips. I get to go for a sail, but I don't have to do any work. And then I come home and I have wonderful dinner. And then I get a great night's sleep. Same as you, Blair. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep. The second half of the week, I'm joined by all my girlfriends. There you go. And so that was one of the themes I found on this one, too, is that a lot of people said, see the friends we can't see. Or uh, one person said other mom friends, which I really loved because those are the friends that she doesn't get to see without their kids. Of course. Right? Yeah. Julie, one of the listeners said on day six, she's one of the ones who split it up day by day, which I'm so into. Oh, yeah. So good. On day six, she's going to meet up with friends, have a boozy brunch, Mm -hmm. hang out at the neighborhood pool in the afternoon without having to watch kids, going to the neighborhood pool without being in charge of someone else's life. Yes, Julie. Yes, Julie. Yes. Yes. Just get, take away that responsibility. Get it. Also, Julie should be like a fantasy travel planner. Oh, yes. I wonder if she is because like her a, breakdown was good. So good. I was like, yes, girl. You know what? Julie's a planner in her family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Here's one. Becca, she said, I actually just had this. As I was reading this, I was like, all right, Becca. <laughs> and she said, my kids spent the week uh, with their grandparents and my husband is deployed. So it was just me and the pups at home for a week. I was like, okay, so what did you do? She's like, well, I thought I'd sleep more, Netflix, sleep again. She's like, nah, uh-uh. I ran errands that she'd been putting off. Yeah, putting those things we put off because we ain't got time for them. But she did say that it was freeing to knock off some of the things on her list in one day without any whining, you know, and like just being able to get in and out. Yeah. She did get a massage and she went out to breakfast and she read and she assembled and and hung a bunch of stuff, assembled some furniture, hung a bunch of stuff that she'd been putting off because she didn't want to be banging on the walls while the kids were asleep. (laughs) Yep. During nap time or whatever. Yes. And she went through all of her kids' clothes and sorted them by size. Swapped out the ones that didn't fit. So much easier to do at my own pace and not to worry about them messing it up if she didn't feel like finishing them at the moment. Let me tell you this. There is nothing like having your own time or free time in your own space. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is great to like yeah, go somewhere for sure. But my husband took my kids recently to my parents' house in Atlanta about four or five days. And it was the first time I'd realized that I'd had time to myself in my own apartment all by myself. And it was fantastic because there was so many things 
that I wanted to do that I couldn't get done because there's always like crunch time. I only have this amount of time to get it done before either someone wakes up or someone comes home or I have to be somewhere to get, you know what I mean? Yes. So you're just like, there's so much you can get done. And then just like being in your comfort zone and being able to watch, eat and do what you want whilst there. In your home. That's an interesting point. Like, I don't remember if there has ever been a time where my husband and son left this home and I was here by myself. Right? For more than a few hours. For more than like during the day or whatever. Exactly. When you think about it, I don't think many of us do get time in our own space alone for a long amount of time. A significant amount of time. Yeah. Unless, you know, your husband travels a lot or your children travel a lot. Your children have jobs (laughs) that require them to travel a lot. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, or like I think we are going to be getting to the point. Here's the thing. My husband is an Eagle Scout. So, she's very proud of. And he really wants to be a Boy Scout leader here and that kind of thing. We haven't had time to do it yet, but he really loves the Boy Scout organization. And it was really great for him. It's a really big part of his growing up. So, I hold out the hope that someday my husband and my son will go off to Boy Scout camp for a week. Bye-bye, Eagles. Fly on. (laughs) And Mama just gets to stay home with the dog. And listen, you know me. So many people are so good. Day one, they're going to get all that stuff done. They're going to hang the things and blah, blah, blah. Uh -uh. First of all, I'm going to sit and stare at a wall for an hour, (laughs) which I do most Mondays anyway, after the kid goes to school and my husband goes to work, if I work from home on, you know, during the day. And I just, but on Mondays, nope, I just sit and stare or play Wordle or Quirtle yep. or Two Dots. And just I just do nothing. So I need to like, get that out of my system because I am not great. I won't do long-term project stuff unless I'm bored. So I have to make myself bored first. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not proactive. I'm bored. So then I have to be like, oh, I guess I'll, eh, all right, I guess I will, you know, take the cushions off the couch and wash the covers and vacuum underneath and whatever, whatever that thing is. Yeah. I think some people are really good about doing that and I'm just not in my... Some people, that's their like modus operandi. That's the first thing that they do. Yep. They're like, oh, I cannot wait till they get out of here so I can get them cushions off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really commend people who are like that. Yeah. I, Me too. I need the threat of like somebody coming over. Like our house is never cleaner. <laughs> well, now we have a house cleaner who comes once a month, thank God. But... Normally, it's not clean until someone's coming over. And then we scream the entire time at each other. Ah, wow, well, because we're so stressed out. We stress clean. The house looks great. We go, sorry, sorry, I screamed, sorry, I screamed. And then people come over and we're like, hi. hi. And people are like, your house is so clean. You're like, oh, there's nothing. <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's always like this. I guess crazy. I just never noticed. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell?, laughing in the face of motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. And each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. 
The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Welcome back to Toddler Purgatory, where we're talking about that sweet space fantasy, baby. Remember that? That's a throwback. Mariah Carey. She's timeless, though. She's timeless. Absolutely. Just getting back to that Times article, just wrapping things up and thinking about what these uh, fantasy, why we take ourselves to Fantasyville. Oh, the Time article. You said Times article, and I was like, we have a New York Times article on this? (laughs) Dang it, I didn't read that. I am unprepared. (laughs) Oh, yes. The Time article, yes. The Time article. Yes. It says, it's time to let go of this idealized mother who never really existed anyhow. Mm-hmm. And for mothers today to learn to, to ask for help, right? To accept help. And this part is harder to feel entitled to it. Yes, we are entitled to it. You know that another article I read, Washington Post, was called American Mothers Need a Break, but is the momcation a solution to their problems or a symptom? Ah. And talked about similar things. I mean, as this article talks about, we look on Instagram and we see hashtag momcation, but you'll never see hashtag dadcation. <laughs> no. <laughs> because in a heterosexual relationship, a male going on vacation is just a male like going on a golf trip with his friends. But moms get a, you know, get quote unquote, oh, we get a break. Get a break. Yeah. And it is interesting to just think about in this article for Unwashington Post, it says, to the extent that the rise of the word momcation signals a realization that mothers deserve time to themselves to engage with other aspects of their identities, Mm. it seems like progress. (laughs) But only if the trend leads to an interrogation of the reasons these women so desperately need a reprieve in the first place, says Caitlin Collins. She's an assistant professor of sociology at Washington University in St. Louis, and she's the author of Making Motherhood Work, How Women Manage Careers and Caregiving. And she says... You know, if you're giving your all to motherhood 362 days a year, maybe three days, quote unquote, off is insufficient. (laughs) I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, that's even in hearing it, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. what the heck kind of vacation is that? (laughs) If you offered me a job and said, and you get three days off and work seven days a week, I would turn you down. I would turn you down. I would not take that job. Yeah. So there has to be some other way. And this is just kind of food for thought. There has to be another way that we as a society can look at (laughs) how the amount of pressure and time that we are asking moms and other parents to deal, to be a parent, to run a household, all that stuff in this day and age. And how maybe we someday won't need to dream about a momcation. Right. 
how we can say, oh, yeah, you know, of course I could use a little break and just make sure that it is a little break and not, here's your three-day reward for 362 days of (laughs) working 18 hours a day, you know? Right. And the things that get you thinking yourself now, like the Time article mentioned, is that you're entitled to it. Give it to yourself, girl. Go ahead. Yeah. If you can. If you can. Absolutely. Because also we have to recognize that momcations are a privilege. They are a privilege. Yes, they are. We are. If you are lucky enough to be able to have the support system, have the time, have the budget to do it, then, oh my gosh, aren't we so lucky to have that? So let's also remember our our moms and other parents out there who are hearing this and going, that's impossible, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully everybody here is inspired by what you heard today and be able to take what you can from it. What is a little break that you can give yourself today? Is it 15 minutes after your kids go down to, I almost said paint, I don't know, paint? (laughs) Whatever your thing is, crochet, do aerial sports like our listener. And hopefully you can find something within your abilities and budget, et cetera, to give yourself that break. Because we are all working real hard, you guys. We're doing it. Y'all, thank you once again for joining us on Toddler Purgatory. I hope our trip to fantasy land was enjoyable. Hope you got some tips and will take yourself there when you can in your brain or in real life. Uh, thank you for joining us. And if you can, drop a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. To help all in our eye out. Well, we do here. And it helps us to reach more listeners. So thank you. Thank you all for being here. And we will see you next time on Toddler Purgatory. Take it easy. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist Dr. Katayun Kayeni, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom and Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected 
so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 